0: I feel like if countries were people, they'd be the most irritating people in the world. Like, they'd never be people who never admit their mistakes and minimize their own faults and constantly brag about how great they are and do no honest self-reflection and be, like, just really shitty people. Am I alone in this? Giant bird toilets. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit.
1: Hello, and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Random topics, unrehearsed conversation, quality reviews. My name's Mike Hodgins, and with me, as is always the case, is Mr. Crofton Steers. Hello, Crofton.
2: Hey, Mike. How's it going? And, of
1: course, Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hi, Bo. Hello, Mike. How's it going today? It's going well. It's a rainy, rainy day. As I was just telling you guys, my... Roof was leaking, or the upstairs apartment was leaking into my house. So that was annoying, but uh, problem disaster has been averted. So I can get on with my evening.
0: Leaky houses are never a fun thing. I, no, my, my yeah. thoughts and prayers are with you. <laughs> Your prayers, especially, will be welcome. Yes,
2: as are mine. Ah, man, I'm I'm like in this position right now where it's now a week away from Jessie's, my wife's due date. She's due next Wednesday. We're recording on a Wednesday. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm like now on alert, you know, like I'm oh, yeah. I, at any Mike, your child came a week ahead of time and eight days. Oh, yeah, so that See, would be like I'm past that. I'm I'm now in the seven day. Uh, it's like anytime, it could be so, tonight,
1: it could be tonight. She wakes up and says,
2: Oh, it's coming. <laughs> oh, don't freak him you out. Know, you know what the, the big issue is right now is that Jessie can now win every argument that we have by, by by just saying how pregnant she is. So, for instance, for instance, she wanted me to pick up something and I was like, I'll pick it up later or whatever. And, she, and, and all she has to say is, OK, fine. Tell the woman who's nine months pregnant that you'll pick it up later. And I'm like, OK, I'll pick it up now.
0: Uh, but you go, Jessie.
2: By just dropping that she's nine months pregnant, she can pretty much win any argument. I'm telling her, enjoy it for another week because she's not going to be able to say she's nine months pregnant in a week. Yeah, she'll Maybe.
1: be able to say she's breastfeeding a child for a long, a yeah. lot longer than nine just months. Just
0: gave birth to your child. That, oh, God you're not, not That ride is not over, Crawford. Yeah. You're
2: <laughs> never going to win another <laughs> argument ever.
1: No. It's best if you just accept that and move on with your life, you'll
2: be happier. <laughs> noted thank you for that wisdom. No no problem.
0: <laughs> hey guys, I had a quick follow up on last week's uh we did a last week's topic was um vigilantism. Oh yes. You guys remember that? And we talked about Anonymous. Well, there was a news article, you know there's that that you know the tragic happenings in Ferguson in the states with the, I
1: heard about that and we talked yeah, yeah we, did we talk talked about
0: it a little bit. Well, Anonymous stuck their nose in because they weren't releasing um I guess the identity of the person who the police officer who I believe shot what I believe to be an innocent young man, Um, although I'm not sure if that's clear or not. Excessive force was an issue. It's all alleged. That's why I don't want to be too absolute. And um, so Anonymous stepped in and said, well, we have the identity of the person. And if the Ferguson police won't step forward and do the right thing, then uh, you know what? We're going to release it. And I thought, oh, that's like that's vigilantism is like social justice. They're sticking their nose in to do um something right and then actually just as recently as uh, i think today the article i read was like 11 hours ago um some member of anonymous released the information but it was the wrong person and then the anonymous people were like oh we, he's got nothing to do with us don't look over here you know he he doesn't he's disbanded from anonymous or whatever and um, so that's pretty dangerous, right? Oh, so they you know, give right, a mob right the, yeah. the name of someone who it isn't. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that person is safe, but, that you know, that's that, not good. <laughs> right
1: right there, you can see why due process is important as opposed to like, it was, it was him. And
0: everyone goes, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't have my glasses on. It wasn't yeah. actually him.
2: Still, Burn the witch! Burn the witch! <laughs> yeah,
0: they're still trying to take some credit because I think the Ferguson police did release the information. And I think just... They probably felt that that was the right thing to do in light of the fact that you know, just how bad things have been getting. So they're trying to take credit for. Well, it was because of us that it happened. But I don't think that as a good. I don't see that as a good thing if that is indeed the case. So, but neat little follow up on how vigilantism can go yeah. wrong really quickly for everybody, even if you think you're doing the right thing.
1: Definitely, it can. Um, so speaking of topics, should we should we get well, into yeah. A random
0: one. Yes. Let's get into a random one. Although we weren't speaking about topics, but man, I'm really not. We're really not doing well on the segways today. Oh, Michael's got the engine started. It's a gas day. We got a gas leak in my apartment.
2: Bo, oh, I always thought you should
0: ride a Segway. I love a Segway. I'd love to ride one. Ooh. It's among really uh, many. Oh. Topic the
1: announcement. The topic today is insurance.
2: <laughs> Yay! And, and insurance.
0: Da, 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 da.
1: Before we get into this one, this was almost like when we first were were playing with the idea of creating this podcast more than a year ago. Uh, Crofton and I sort of had a is I would almost call it like a pilot conversation about insurance that we <laughs> didn't record, and both were sort of fiddling with with things. And it's sort of like I'm like, oh, the circle is complete. So now we can we can have the real conversation about insurance.
2: It's true. And one thing I'll say about that conversation is because I was kind of blissfully aware. I did, it was something I didn't give much thought to. And Mike clearly had given it a lot of thought when we had that conversation. And we'll flesh out some of those ideas more in a second. But definitely, it impacted the way that I see insurance now. And and I think that's what's great about um, the podcast That is that each of us bring our own perspective to things. So when we get in these discussions, you can start seeing things from other people's points of view. And it definitely changed the view that uh, i have personally of of insurance in my verdict today unless who knows maybe it changes back due to bo's views um uh, my verdict today will probably reflect that so
1: anyway that's the to me always a valuable thing i always get something out of these conversations and conversations about any issue i have with people you always learn new things and uh, that's a good thing about it so does does somebody want to kind of give the overview of what insurance is
2: why don't Why don't you do it? Insurance is one of those things. It's not super easy to define, but, but is, like,
1: but is it like? I mean,
2: it's it sort of is though, right? It's it's like it's like in a, it's like a
1: worst case scenario fund, right? Essentially, um, you you pay for insurance in case of X. Uh, whatever that may be, and that can be a very broad spectrum. So very common, just to have concrete examples, uh, house insurance. So you pay a company uh, X dollars per year, per month, and then in the event of a house fire, your house burns down, then the insurance company comes and says, okay, you've made a claim, you had this policy, you paid for this insurance, so now we're going to rebuild your house and reimburse you for your possessions you lost. So I think that is a good way, and of course it can apply to there's car insurance, there's insurance, there's life insurance always strikes me as a kind of funny one. <laughs> but, but in the event you die, you know, then there's a payout to your family so that they're taken care of. It's when bad things happen, you have an insurance policy that will then uh, compensate you or other people uh, if that bad thing does occur. So I think that's yeah. essentially what and, insurance
0: and, is. And that bad thing is, is typically something that, um, is not a common occurrence, like a bad thing. Like you have tornado insurance on your house. So, you know, tornado may never happen in your lifetime. But if the it, you know, unthinkable happens, then you are covered and you don't have to worry about being destitute,
2: I would, I would say that that's true in some cases, but you'd only get tornado insurance if you lived in like Tornado Alley or something like that. Mostly in the States, for instance, they, they get health insurance and that's how anytime they go to the hospital, that's that's what's technically covering their hospital bills. And let's face it, people are going to go, anybody, even a healthy person is going to go to the hospital at least a couple of times in their life, right? If not more. Yeah, so,
0: so. so I guess some insurances are more statistically possible than others and that you know, the cost Maybe I'm sure there's a complex way they figure out the cost, but you know it's it's somewhat I I believe discounted. So if 100 people have the same insurance and it only impacts two of those 100 people, um, they don't have to charge everyone the full price that you might get remunerated in the event that you receive the insurance because the you know the unlikely has happened to you. So you you do get a discount. Like you don't. It's not like you're paying in advance for something that you'll pay full price for. You know what I mean? Like a savings account or something. It's not that.
1: Well, it, it depends though. I mean I've heard some like funny statements where it's like insurance is for people who are bad at math. and Because uh, de- depending on what it is, if you add up what you pay over 20 years uh, versus what it might cost for something, then – Sometimes it's a bad proposition. That might be car insurance. Like if I think of my car, which cost thirteen hundred dollars or something like that, and the amount I've paid in insurance over owning it, I've already paid more than the value of the car. <laughs> it would be more like if I was sued or something. Then maybe the insurance would be would be useful. In the case of a house, it is such a inexpensive possession that uh, you. You know, you have to, like, if you, if you have a mortgage on a house, a bank requires you to have insurance because they lent you money backing an asset. And if that asset is destroyed, um, it, it's, it, they, they want the ability to, you know, it still have some value. So they require you to have insurance. But I believe you don't have to have house insurance once you own your house. Yeah. But that's a, like, what it comes down to is risk. And I think that's what you well, hear this a lot.
0: I was going to say, I'm just going to come out and say it right off that insurance is essentially state sponsored gambling for both customers and insurance businesses. Well, well mean, state it's sponsored gambling. is, I mean, in some cases
1: it's legislated like car insurance and things like that. And in some cases, house insurance. I
0: say state sponsored because it's endorsed and not, you know. Well, it's it's also private there, enterprise a lot there, of the there, time. like there like, are I'm, laws that require you to have it, right? In like, certain
1: cases? Yeah, but but there's lots that don't. Like I think of life insurances. Have you been to the bank and they always try to sell you life insurance? Have maybe it's because I've gone See, a life insurance to me that it just irritates me. <laughs> the, the concept of life insurance because I'm like I can save. I'm like cuz Uh, But but every time I go and have any kind of mortgage dealings or you renew your mortgage, they're always trying to like tack on a life insurance policy and to pay X dollars for whatever.
2: And then your house is automatically paid down.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like, and it really what like what it plays on is fear. Like, it really is. I mean, there is a pragmatic aspect of it for sure, but it it, it does touch on all our fears. Like, oh, what if this? What if my house burns down? Ah, I lose all my things. Okay, I better get insurance, and then you feel peace of mind. And I feel like that's what insurance is selling is sort of peace of mind.
2: Yeah. Well, life life insurance in particular it sells the piece because it's one thing screwing yourself over if you don't if you don't get insurance on uh, for something that affects you. That's one thing, but if you feel like you're, I think the worst fear people have is like, oh, you know what? I leave my parent or or my my significant other with a ton of debt after my death due to not, you know, not having life insurance. They have to pay, say, for my funeral or whatever. I think life insurance for for somebody that lives like if you're looking at the risk analysis and you look at your life, yes, at any given time you can be hit by car, but for the most part. If you live work an office job or what have you, you know your need for life insurance might be different than if you work a job that has a high risk. Like it's like that tornado alley example I gave earlier. If you live in Tornado Alley, you might buy get tornado insurance on your house, but if you live in Nunavut, you might not, right? Or you'd be an idiot too. Um, hmm. and, and so, like if if you're if you're working a job that that's that's uh, Life-threatening because yes, you're right, Mike. You could save up money over time in your life, right? So, so for life insurance, when you you, if you live until you're you know a hundred and then you pass on and you have a bunch of savings and money and 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 you leave it and and then you really there was no need there's no need for life insurance. But if you you know um, die very very young and you have young children and all this and that's the fear that they they sort of base themselves on and yeah. and when you get it you have to make that judgment is it is it worth it to assuage that beer i guess
0: yeah well yeah. i mean a lot of people uh you know I, I think it's still true i don't think that's changed a lot of individuals are living under crippling debt or i mean their their income level is such that they don't appear to be in debt but they have their mortgage their car payments they've got um you know their children's expenses all that kind of stuff they're not. They haven't arrived at a place where they're either living in a positive in, uh, cash flow income, or you know they just have massive amounts of debt, including credit card debts and stuff like that. So, getting sold, you know, life insurance in that particular circumstance, you know, might at least ensure that you get buried at no cost. <laughs> yeah.
1: No. And there, 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 for sure are like there are aspects of insurance. Like when you think when those worst case scenarios are realized, then absolutely having insurance is. Great, but it's still like it's it's like an odds. And you mentioned it, Bo, and I pretty well agree that it it comes down to gambling. Um yes, it And is. if you think about it, like your house, and it's like oh, it's like because the concept of your house burning down and you losing all your possessions is definitely like oh, you know, a house is the most expensive investment most people will make if they choose to buy a house, and when it burns down, it's like wow, that could be the majority of the money you earn in your life you've dumped into there, and it's just gone if you or didn't have. You, you still owe the mortgage or you still yeah you still have to pay the mortgage but if you think about like statistically and you look like around this, like there's not there's occasionally house fires but if you think of there's probably like you know i don't know how many houses there are in this city uh, but most of them don't burn down, <laughs> you know, like some do, but it's a very small percentage. It's like the, the great, great majority don't. So say I pay, I don't know, let's just make it simple. Say I pay thousand dollars a year in insurance on my house and I live in it for 30 years and it doesn't burn down. And then I sell it. Well, I've paid $30,000, um, for peace of mind and it's kind of like it's only good for you if your house burns down. I heard this joke once about insurance which I find really true where it's like you go to the insurance company and you say to the insurance company, here's some money. I bet my house is going to burn down. Uh, I bet bet you my house is going to burn down and the insurance company says, well, we bet it's not going to burn down and you say, oh, I hope you win the bet. And, and that's basically what it comes down to because it's 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 very it's very true like you don't want that worst case scenario thing to happen but you'll still take the bet on it
0: yeah, but because the odds are in your favor it's like gambling
1: or no <laughs> the, odds are, the odds are not in your favor they're oh. in the insurance
0: company's favor yeah that's what i meant the other way around sorry yeah, yeah. but Absolutely but in their favor
2: yeah, like if you think about it, like a bet like that, yes. But if you think about it, is 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 paying a, a monthly investment in a service that's going to bail you out should the you know should the worst occur, then then it might not bother you as much. I agree. When you present it like gambling, it it it's frustrating. And I think that if nothing happens to you, then then yes. You could have maybe put that money into something else, but you never know, right? You and that's that's like if if life was filled with certainties, yeah, you can you can play. I guess you can play probability. Some things are legislated, like you mentioned, you have to have car insurance. Um, and uh, but I but but I do think it's one of those situations where it's like it to a certain extent it is. It is a tool that you don't you don't necessarily have to take advantage of. You don't have to get insurance on uh, a lot of things, but it's there if you need it. You know, like.
1: But it, like coming back to the yeah no, I, I, and that's very true. And in, in the current like today, that is like that. But when I think of like it's like the history of um of of insurance is like I I believe the first insurance was Lloyd's of London, which was ship insurance. And that it bas- that it really was gambling. It was a, you'd have these ship owners, you know, and their ships go out, and occasionally some of them sink, and everyone loses everything. And then somebody has the wise idea to to say, and in this case, I guess, Lloyd's of London, like, well, if. You know, if 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 each person pays us X amount and we and but we take insurance policies from ten ships and they go out, well maybe one of them sink. Well probably but probably not all it's very unlikely all ten are gonna sink. So they come back and everyone's paid you X amount and then say one ship sank, so you've got to pay that guy out his amount, but say, you know, eight of the ships' insurance policies cover that one, and then you still have the profit of the two insurance policies. So like as a as a net thing for the insurance company, they win at game. Because that's what it is. It it, it really is gambling.
0: Yeah, because I mean, gambling is, I think if you devolve any form of gambling, it's just decision making based on unknown outcomes on statistical probabilities. Like that's, that is what, you know, making a bet one way or the other or one of a 100 ways really is. It's... It's looking at your statistical landscape and saying, "Well, I think this is a fairly safe bet." But um, there's a lot of anxiety and emotion in shipping cargo, and people lose their lives even. Um, so, you know, what, if we can assuage their their anxiety at, and at the same time make uh, buttloads of money, that seems like an awesome idea. <laughs>
1: right. Where, like, where it gets more annoying with in, with insurance companies and how they operate. and I'm sure everyone knows somebody or has their own story about. Kind of being screwed by an insurance company, where say you get, and, and this happens a lot with auto insurance. You get in a fender bender, uh, and it's like, oh, you make a claim, and maybe it it costs three grand for a, a, a for the claim for them to fix your car or something, or the other person's car, whatever it is. And you pay the deductible, it might be five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, so you still have to pay a bit of money up front. Uh, and you've paid all this money for over the years, and then you don't have to pay the money of fixing your car, whatever it is. But then they jack your rates up. And again, if you ever sit down and do the math, um, they never paid you anything. You paid everything. All they've done is, is, is put you on a layaway plan. Uh, and it's, so it's not like, you know, in the case of a house, I always go to that one is like the one where it's like, well, yeah, that's a big payout. Like if your house, you know, costs $300,000, it burns down and they build you a new one, you know, that's a lot of money. But in a lot of these cases with cars, ending your rates might still go up too, especially with cars because now they say, "Oh, now you're a liability. Now you're a less good bet because you've you've shown that you got in an accident. So we can we're going to raise your rates because now our risk our risk tolerance is less with you because you've shown yourself to be a bad bet. So now you pay more. But then it's like if you just add that enough. You probably could have just paid the three grand. And I know people like my brother's done this before where he's just where he's just paid out." the amount like he's fixed his he's gotten a little minor accident or something and said like i can make an insurance I can make an insurance claim, but really I'd rather just spend the two thousand or whatever dollars it is to fix this other guy's car, which he's done before, than make a claim because it's just gonna up my rates and I'm gonna get screwed.
2: And I've I've seen that before too, Mike, with like there's a there's a woman I worked with in in Montreal and we made like it was a summer job. We made maybe five and a half, six thousand our entire summer job, and she got hit by like a, her car her parked car got hit by like a city bus or something and the city buses were exempt. There was there's a thing where she she then had to go to her insurance company and and it was between her rates going up or paying, I think it was five G's to get her car repaired. And and so she paid her entire summer's earning to get the car repaired. I and I think when you think of insurance salesmen, when they when they talk about insurance salesmen or insurance agents, they're one of like and you you ask people what they think about them on the street next to like used car salesmen and politicians and maybe lawyers, their their reputations aren't seen as particularly <laughs> sterling, right? And 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 I think that I definitely think that's. Um, you know, there's good reason for that. They're always – their goal is to not pay you for the most part yeah. and, and, and they they go out of their way not to do it. And where that's most egregious I find is is – is things related to healthcare and you see this a lot in the states and there's a lot of talk about Obamacare and trying to trying to, um, to have uh, health insurance for everyone. Now in Canada, our health insurance is essentially provided by the state. In the in the states, um, it's provided by private providers and, and if you look at cause of bankruptcy in this in the states, often due to egregiously large medical bills. Um, and 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 so, uh, health insurance is is critical to your life in the states because I think I think you know when you're talking about the balance of probabilities, bet if somebody says I bet I bet you will never need to go to the hospital in your life and you're you'll you say I bet I will have to go to the hospital. The odds that you're going to have to go to the hospital at least once is much higher For than sure. than see your house burning down or anything like that. And, and therefore rates are, are obviously higher and 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 also that uh, it's just it's just an a situation where where people often get screwed out of their screwed out of a uh, bill saying oh you're not covered for this in this reason you didn't declare that you had this mild allergy which somehow has affected your heart condition which means that we're not paying for your room and that sort of thing so that's really frustrating when you hear those stories but at the same time I don't understand understand what the alternative would be to like right now it's the state that covers the sort of health insurance for us but what is what is the alternative to health insurance in terms of like that you pay up front or with or that you pay on a loan system well, like that's
0: i, I mean somebody's got to pay i mean at the end of the day when you look at all of these that like health insurance i mean somebody's got to pay for it i think the idea there though is that um is that There's, there's, you know, because they're incentivized to make money. There's a study there to show, you know, just in what ways they can maximize their profits in this that I wouldn't even pretend to begin to understand. Um, but I think the alternative is, well, if we don't use health insurance, which we're so mired in right now, I mean, you're basically talking about, well, I'm sick, I, I need to pay the doctor to do work. I, I'm not covered because I don't I don't have a regular employment, at, or any employment at this time. Um, you know, I had a health insurance plan, and then I went into the dentist after leaving my job, and they were like, well, you need some fillings, and you know, a bunch of them. <laughs> and so I had to drop two grand out of pocket to fix my teeth. And I'm just like, well, it's worth it enough to do that to, you know, curtail problems down the road, but it's very expensive. Uh the work that need the the, the expectation of pay for medical professionals, amongst other things, because insurance covers everything, is really expensive. Um, so I think it does, uh, provide a cheaper alternative. And in some cases they're offered through like your company that you work for. And so you get additional discounts because, you know, uh, pro- insurance providers, um, you know, can't get bulk sort of clients that way. And you, you benefit that way as well.
1: I think that, um, that, uh, the, if I can think of one, like I try to you know, find the, the benefit in it. Because when you say, what's the alternative? The alternative is you pay for yourself. Sure, and that's that's great. But, I mean, I think we're in the era of people can't save. Like, most people are... No, everything.
0: Apple is trying to get all of your money... Everyone's trying to get
1: all your money. But, we, we live in – our government's warning us about, oh, personal debt is at a record high and it's
2: growing all the time. Like so people can't save and uh, and I feel like – bills are hugely expensive. Like yeah, I yeah. save well, but if I had an issue, like it could cost right. me like $35,000. Yeah, now
1: that's in your state – now in the states, and mind you, that's covered through our taxation here, which I think is a much, much better alternative even though it does have its shortcomings as well. Um, but I just mean it's a, gener- a generality um, talking about it insurance so it might be something like car insurance or whatever so if you were, didn't spend all your money and you got in a car accident and you had to pay 10 grand but you had you've been you always save most of your money then you could just pay it in theory uh, but But what so what insurance does is it is it it for it's like forced savings, it forces you to put your money away. Because probably if you look at what you've paid in accidents in your car over the life of your car versus how much you've paid insurance over your career as a driver, you probably will always have paid more in insurance, and and it's kind of like, well. But otherwise, you might never have that money in your pocket because you're bad at saving, but insurance forced you to put that money away. And maybe that's a good thing to make sure, because I think part of the reason why it's mandated for cars is that you get in a car accident and you're like, well, I don't have any money. And then someone's like, well, I'll take you to court. And you're like, fine, I'll go bankrupt. I, I got no assets. And then that person's left high and dry when you smashed into them or something like that. Yeah. So insurance ensures that somebody who is you know, not at fault doesn't get screwed over and left high and dry. And that's a good thing
0: yeah i mean it is a good thing because let's just because a lot of it has to do with culture i mean i think culture one time you know promoted saving put your you know save your money don't spend it but um there's and i'm not even going to pretend to understand but you know the economy is driven by people spending you hear news articles all the time about oh the economy slowed down we have to find ways to get people spending money to create jobs so there's always this cash flow so, I think our culture is designed for us you know to not have long term saving as a um i don 't want to say an ethical viewpoint, but as like just just our just the way we approach our world our our communal world um in the sense that you know if you had to pay out ten grand. That even if you had that money, you feel really bad about having a ten thousand dollar not wind. What's the opposite of windfall? Like a shortfall, I guess. Like just all of a sudden, oop, I'm out ten grand. Now, even though you're spending more money in the long run on insurance, there's something to be said about the psychological comfort even around that. Like, well, it's expensive, but I don't have. You know, I've saved ten grand, but now I don't have this ten grand down uh, shortfall or whatever the term is to just suddenly have to pay people. Right. So, I mean, there's that,
2: that's a good point. That's a good point, Bo. And it, it, and like, it is really tied to, to mental stuff and, and going back to the peace of mind thing, because, uh, long story short, I'm going through some issues with my computer right now. And, uh, When I bought the computer, I bought it at a big box store. And one thing that they try and do these days at the big box stores is that they try and tack on essentially a timed insurance plan so that you – you pay – a, set, a flat fee, which is generally based on the price of your item, like a percentage of it again, and then for three years, four years or what, ha- whatever, if there is any issue with your item, they'll br- bring it in, no question. They fix it. They fix it on site. They ha- – you know, whatever. And, and it's funny because I have been burned so many times in the past with computer stuff, like just so many issues. And so for me – Normally, I shy away from this sort of thing. I was based on my past experience I was mentally susceptible to the paying for it now I've paid for it and I think it's I think it's a three-year thing and I think that I'm having a problem here at the beginning of my fourth year with my computer and I think that I'm off the plan and therefore the whatever couple of hundred bucks that I put down on it was was for nothing but at the time the reason I got it was clearly was clearly for peace of mind based on my uh, so insurance, in a way, takes it. And in the insurance industry takes advantage uh, of people's uh, of people's fears. And and Mike, you mentioned that earlier. And that is kind of like, you know, it seems like a shady business.
1: Well, it, it is. And when you think about it, like when people. Um You you know, and you you said it with the health insurance and there's all kinds of other places where it happens where they look, they try not to pay you, right? Like, because obviously that eats into their business case. And so, I mean, I was hearing about some places, I think it was around Winnipeg, where it's like you can't get flood insurance for your house. Like, they will not sell it to you. Now, there's a pragmatic part of me, which is like, well, if you build your house in a floodplain, it's going to flood sometimes. Uh, but the fact is, we think of insurance like, okay, you can get insurance. If you have a flood, you would be paid for. But an insurance company, because they're in the business of gambling, is going to look and be like, okay, these floods are happening every couple of years and destroying houses. That's it. We're done. We're, we're, we're out of the flood insurance business because there's no money to be made, which is which is true because it's like if it, the, the, the betting is not in their favor anymore. And I mean, you know, if you're also thinking about their right they are running a business. If the business can't sustain itself, well, obviously it can't function, and that's you know that's understandable. They have to make money and to, to operate when they're when they're you know a private company, which is my real issue when it comes to them with things like healthcare in particular, and why I'm you know adamantly opposed to privatized healthcare and um, glad we don't have it in this country because of the fact that it, it does make things something like healthcare makes things more expensive when you have. Multiple levels of for profit businesses involved because everyone needs to skim off the top. Like the doctor needs to get paid, hospital administration needs to make profits, and then the insurance company also needs to make profits. So all of a sudden, the business of getting sick, you, you got to support like a bunch of other industries on that. So getting sick becomes way more expensive than it otherwise could be because, you know, every, everyone's got to get paid somewhere. But I just feel when it comes to something like healthcare, the privatized insurance is just not the way to go. The profit motive in there is—I think there's yeah. ethical issues I, with it.
0: Yeah, I think I really think so too. Because um, you know, a lot of what we've discussed in, in, in the show so far has been to explore those areas of insurance where it can be an important social service to the benefit of all. But, I think a lot of us have horror stories or have heard horror stories or just know of their bad reputation of of certain, if not all companies in existence now who are not you know who will pose as being there for the public good and it 's kind of like if something is coincidentally true, you can brag about it but really um, you know i think I remember I was getting charged uh, I had a credit card once. And there was this charge on it. And I, I, you know, I, I wasn't in the habit at that time of checking everything thoroughly. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been charged $10 a month. What the hell is this? Call them up. And they're like, well, it's a, I don't know, some sort of protection. Like if you can't pay your credit card, it's like a $500 credit limit credit card. You know what I mean? Like it's—it was a ridiculous charge. I had them reverse it and take it off, and I had never agreed to it. But the very fact that something like, like something as benign and stupid as that exists, like it's—it's frivolous. It's there to just, you know tack on a little bit of value add for a little bit of money. And this kind of behavior is rampant in all kinds of industries. I mean, you know, my personal opinion on companies like, uh, well, electronic, major electronic chains, if we're not going to name them, um, you know, charging you, you you buy a TV and then it's like, oh, another $300 and you'll be covered for three years, full replacement. And it's like, that is disgusting. (laughs) That is disgusting. Like health insurance, one thing. But it's it's so pervasive in our society now that pretty much almost every industry that I can think of, short of like the food and, you know, small retail industries, offer insurance on benign dumb things you know what just offer a warranty if it's a good product why are you charging me insurance you know like it's oh, the, ex- the explanation
2: man. i've heard of that is that right now those companies are so thin on profit margin like and and the big companies like best buy oh, shop in canada it. are going out of business left and right the money that they make is actually mostly in those sales so um uh, because because
0: that's, I believe it because we won't cal- charge it used to be $4,000 for a computer now you can get one for 300 bucks in the span in less than 10 years
1: like and, and and that's telling like like without even looking at statistics you should be able to to logic to reason that out for yourself why it doesn't make sense to buy insurance because if they were if, if, if that's where they make money and they're always trying to get you to buy it it's like clearly if a lot of people used it and they, you know was paid out a lot it it wouldn't they wouldn't be in the business of trying to get you to buy insurance like clearly most people so like just the fact they're trying to sell it sell it to you should tell you like hmm they're trying to get me to buy this like they're making money at it so that it's not being paid out that often the odds are in your favor to not get insurance now that doesn't mean you know your computer's not going to break, and it'd be nice to have it if you did. But the odds are are that it won't break, and that you should take that bet and save your money. I, I've that
2: never was- won. I've never won that particular bet. Um, I well, I just yeah. I'm curious, Mike, because I remember there you you're someone i often remember railing against insurance but i do remember you telling your brother because your brother has a you know very nice speedboat and that sort of thing and i remember you berating him at one point for not having insurance um and uh well it wasn't so much berating it was like i just had a question because he put so much
1: money into this thing and uh And yeah, like things could break or, well, I was asking him more about theft because we were sitting on his boat in the river and I'm like, and then he was going to come into my parents' cottage and just leave the boat out there. And I'm like, what's to stop someone from just like, it's just like a rope to an anchor, like a rope and just like, or pulling up the anchor, just towing your boat away. (laughs) Like, I mean, be like, now it's my boat. And, and yeah, he's like, but you did.
2: You did say that you have theft insurance and stuff like no, that. No, he
1: didn't have any insurance. I said, did, yeah. yeah, and I asked him, did he have insurance on it? Because I mean, this boat is apparently worth like sixty thousand dollars. Oh day.
2: no, it absolutely is, but. It absolutely is, and he probably doesn't have sixty thousand dollars in his pocket um, to to pay to pay for it. And I guess the thing is, is like we talked about how insurance, in a way, is is for people who save well for the most part and manage their finances well, is is unnecessary. Which like my they, brother does not do. <laughs> okay, I was I, I was gonna point, I was gonna point fingers, but but, uh, but yeah. So you, if you have people like your brother. Who do not do it, and, and there will always be those people. Okay, they're living in society; they're they're part of society as well. They can get in accidents as well as the rest is as, as well as anybody could. Um, maybe even more so, more likely. Um, shouldn't there be some sort of like? And we have we we mentioned legislated insurance, like car insurance and stuff like that, but shouldn't insurance exist if only for those people, like not for everyone, but they need, you know, they need something because they're always going to be there. And otherwise there's just going to be a bunch of people that are fall onto the social safety net because they're, they're bankrupt due to not being able to pay the costs on these, these items.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and like what, like I said earlier, like if I was trying to find the good part, it it is that it's basically forced Forced savings for those people, and like, and I also tend to agree that we we live in an era where people can't don't save their money. So maybe maybe insurance is a necessary evil, uh, because and I say it's an evil because I really it's a it's a hugely profit profit driven um you know they they're not actually in the business of like making your life better they're in the business of taking your money and hopefully not ever paying out like that's an ideal situation for an insurance uh, well, company
0: and, and that's that's the that's the trouble with the whole thing is that to me it's a good social service it sh- it should be populated with people who understand statistics who understand what kind of gambling is going on and to be able to communicate this information reliably to people to in customers you know the citizens of a country or of a society who don't understand what it- exactly it is they're getting and to not screw them, it feels like, um, you know, uh, the, the, the mentality with a lot of things like terms and conditions and all the, you know, those long encyclopedia-length terms and conditions stuff, it's like, well, you, you know, you need to take the time to to read. It's, it's unreasonable. You need to take the time to read this, to understand it. You know, you're on your own. You, you read the products. Here's all the information. It's obtuse. You can't understand any of it. And, um, you know, you're responsible for your own decisions. There's no... It doesn't really feel like you have a friendly person here to to help you. Fe- you know, exploitation. I think is the word. Yes, so I believe that to be the the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we be doing yeah. some verdicts? Sure. So, um, and I'll just uh, keep moseying along then. So, uh, you know, in the gambling episode we did a while ago, I said that gambling was good and um i still stand by my reasoning and if you want the full story listen to the show um but i'm a you know i'm a fan of the game of poker i like poker quite a bit um uh, but its history is that you know it's a game that everyone can play and if you don't add money to it it can be just kind of a fun time but um of course money is involved in it and the way that it used to you know back in the good old days and i'm not sure when that was like late 1800s early 1900s you know somebody who was skilled at the game still skilled at uh statistics and who was a of a, a roguish <laughs> you know um, vagabond type character would you know travel around and introduce people to the game and eventually take all their money and move on because um and you know hopefully your marks the people who are playing the game with you enjoyed losing their money because it was a fun time um but there really is a sense of hope that comes with poker and that that destroys their lives. So, you know, basically poker was a game of exploitation, but now it's it's popular. You can find out exactly what you're getting into. There's all kinds of resources and information on it. It's not hidden. Someone's not going to come to your town and dupe you out of money out of some weird game called poker because everyone's, you know, heard of it, even if you're not interested in it now. So um, insurance to me is an analog to that, except it involves really important life aspects of your life, like your medicine and driving, like, you know, if you injure someone else that you know it's it's insurance that they'll be taken care of like there's a lot of good things associated with insurance and i think it's a positive social service but i think our our ethos of business ethos right now um, is that, you know, it's all after the mighty dollar and profiteering within the boundaries of the law, no matter how tenuous morally or ethically it might be, is seen as a good to a lot of people in this country. And, and it's it ruins the reputation of what insurance is supposed to be. So I say that the current state of insurance is bullshit. <laughs> So yeah,
1: um, for a, th- for th- a second there, I was gonna be like, "And your verdict is poker is good."
0: <laughs> so I was like, "What the hell, is poker?" Well, because it's all gambling. Like it, it's all gambling, and it's it's understanding it's a moving target. Where like the lottery isn't a moving target; the statistics always stay the same. In all right, poker let's not, okay. and in insurance, the moving tar it's a moving target in terms of statistical probabilities. Anyways, um, you know, I just want to say also that. That it promotes – it has its effect on our culture as well. The way that insurance operates affects us as a people and as a community. So they need to smarten up. <laughs> um, I'll, yeah. I'll go
1: next. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, insurance, it is gambling. And and like they think that that's clear. Uh, and the insurance company always wins. Like you have to always remember that across the board. They've spread the risk out. They've done the math. They they win at at the gambling,
0: or they go and out of business, just, right? What? Or they go out of business, like they have yeah, to. Yeah, they
1: they yeah. wouldn't be they wouldn't do it if they didn't. And, and someone would be like, "Well, you know, it's because they're casting a wide net is, is how is how it works. It is that it does play on fears clearly. Um, your fe- fear of the unknown, fear of bad things happening. So it's a fear based industry that is that is it is structured like gambling, uh, and in some cases you. You have to have it. And, I mean, to me, all those things are bad things. Uh, and I would, I would almost like to give this a bad verdict. But because of a lot of points that our discussion has touched on of, like, people who can't, you know, don't take personal responsibility for their finances, um, you know, that, that it does serve that base purpose of allowing those people who always have close to zero dollars in their bank account, paycheck to paycheck, to be able to put their money someplace in the event that X happens, th- they're not totally high and dry. So that's like the the pragmatic, useful element of it. I personally am someone who believes in like don't make decisions based on fear. Like you can't live your life that way. This, this is just my personal uh, view here. Yeah, it's fine. I try to make decisions based of out of love or hope or things like that, and uh, instead of just like oh everything's bad, it's going to happen. And I know that you know unforeseen things happen, bad things do happen, and I always take the view of. I'll deal with them then. I take a lot of like it's like personal responsibility, and I and I save money. I have money for a rainy day, and I always feel like well, and if my house burns down, I didn't have insurance. Like well, I deal with that too. That's just a way I look at I look at it. But because of those two sides of the coin on this one, I uh, it, it and, and it really feels right to say this: insurance is
2: bullshit. I okay. Here's the thing: is, is that I agree with everything you guys have said. And I do think insurance is bullshit. But I think above and beyond that insurance is bad. And, and I'll, I'll tell you why. And it, it really has it, – it. it's really just that I hate it is really what it comes <laughs> down to. And, and it has less to do – like I can understand why it exists in society and I can understand why um, – you know how I don't necessarily have a legitimate alternative that I can suggest in terms of a system uh, that will replace insurance writ large and that will, uh, you know, protect the most financially vulnerable people and this sort of thing. But what I do know is that I hate it and that it <laughs> it prey it preys on uh, the worst parts of people, including myself. When I gave you that example of of the computer thing. I got that. I bought that thing exactly what Mike said. I I bought it based on fear that oh man I'm gonna get screwed again. I better put some cash up front. And and when I go like and buy a video game at EB Games or something like that, and 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 it's the stupidest thing. They'll say you'll buy a new game or or a used game, but especially in the case of a new game, they'll ask if you want to pay three dollars extra for the for the pr- scratch oh, protection scratch or
0: protection. something. <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
2: Scratch protection on a new on on a, on a new game, and it, it drives.
0: scratch protection. It, 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 <laughs> and
2: it and it drives me nuts. Like like it clearly drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. And the reason is I'm very knowledgeable about about that market, and I know that it, it it's it's for dummies. And uh when you when you look at and people often say lottery lottery is a tax on on, on dumb people, right? It, in many ways that's you know that's what insurance is, is too. And it, it preys on our, our the worst of us and, and the people who peddle it. Not everyone but like a lot of people are are Uh, engage in very sketchy business practices. You look at in the states where they were insuring faulty mortgages, uh, the Lehman Brothers going uh, under, all all that sort of stuff, and the bailouts and the bank bailouts, all due to the slippery slope of insurance and the gambling associated to it. I see all the harm that that caused. And while I recognize that it's totally bullshit, it annoys me enough that I want to up it and say that it's bad.
0: Yep. No, I completely... Feel what you guys
1: feel, man. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you pulled that one out, crafting, because that that like that's where my heart was with bad, <laughs> and I just, and I, was yeah. just, I guess in one of those moods where I was like, well, I guess I gotta try to find the the, the balance here. But I mean, I uh, and I'm,
2: had you but, gone the other way, maybe I would have gone a oh, bullshit. But I really like you know, I I think that uh, when I recognized in the end we were gonna have three bullshits across the board, and this is one of the advantages of being the last person. I was like, no, I, I really oh, I thought at one. Point you guys were both going to say bad and then I might have said bullshit because it is bullshit it honestly it is. is you got you guys are absolutely right well, to yeah. say that uh,
0: i i can envision a world where insurance is a positive social force for good no
1: it's not see it's not a social force ever it's a profit <laughs> industry like that's what it it's it's maybe a social force if it's government run and not for profit yeah, but which I, it is you not
0: know, you you made good points about the medical industry and also the thing i think about is the car insurance if i get hit by a car by somebody who doesn't have any fucking money I want, like, how he's going to pay my bills, you know? But, like,
1: but here's the thing. Like, look, in Quebec, uh, they have uh, uh, cool. state-run insurance, and it's cheap. Like, you pay, like, I think it's 200 bucks a year is what you pay. And if you, in Ontario, which doesn't have state-run insurance, you pay, like, you can be, like, 1,500 bucks a year. Oh, it's yeah. just, like, because someone's got to make profit, you know? Daddy needs yeah. a new
0: pair of shoes, and Daddy owns an insurance company. That's what I'm company. saying. It can be. It isn't right now. You know, or well, it's
1: because it's, if it's not state-run, then it's inherently profit-driven. And if it's profit-driven, then it's going to cost more because somebody needs to make money.
0: Yeah, and then so. a whole bunch of people suffer at the hands of it. All right, I think we need to, to close it out here. Um All right, so if you enjoyed our show, you can visit our website, goodbadbull.com, and find links to iTunes, Stitcher, and an RSS reader where you can provide us with your feedback on the show. we really appreciate it if uh, you'd tell us what you think on their commenting section. If you have something you want to say about insurance, and I know you do, I would be willing to bet on it. Um, you can email us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Finally, you can follow us on Twitter at goodbadbull and like us on Facebook. The link is on our website. That's goodbadbull. Uh, all right, uh, Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Oh, they could, uh, they could follow me on Twitter, I guess, at SMLHodgins. All right, and Crofton, if our listeners want to find out what you're up to, uh, where can they find you?
2: They can find me also on Twitter where my quotes are uh, 100% insured of humor and quality. <laughs> and what's the payout if they're not? Uh, uh, they get another one. Okay. All
0: right. You can find me at Bo Schwartz. All right, guys. Um, so this, this whole
1: topic just makes me want to say like, oh, I hate insurance. It just makes me tired and sad and it- want to crap on it.
2: It is, it is an adult an adult thing though. I remember as a kid – and this is one of those things like when you're a kid, you never – like some people will be talking about insurance. It, it, it requires a certain amount of thought and understanding to grasp and like I remember mom talking to dad about insurance bills and I, I'd be like, that's an adult thing. I remember think, <laughs> thinking that when I was a kid and now I'm an adult. I'm like, you know, yeah. young Crofton, you lived in blissful ignorance. Adult
0: things suck like big time. They're the worst.
2: They are the worst. Yeah. I hate insurance. I hate adults. <laughs>
1: it sucks. Yeah. There was there was a time when insurance didn't exist and everyone had bad teeth.
2: <laughs> 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 and they lived in happiness. It was <laughs> yeah. called
1: England. It's funny. They all had bad teeth, but their smiles were genuine, <laughs> rather than the scowl I leave when I have to pay my insurance bill.
2: Until they the died insurance. of the black plague. <laughs> so- <laughs>
1: I was <laughs> simpler back then, simpler oh, yeah. and much shorter. <laughs> and much and much shorter.
2: Damn you insurance. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I do hate insurance like every i mean yeah <laughs>
0: it's like it's just in, in case every- it wasn't clear let me say it again <laughs>